the driven women's guide to love, life, and business. Hosted by the boss ladies, Alec, Denise, and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hey everyone, welcome to Girls Gone Boss. I'm Gabby. I'm Denise. And I'm Alex. And we're back with another great episode. We're excited because we just got off doing our first photo shoot. We did amazing, I think. Yeah, we did. did Yeah, it was really cute. Shout out to Ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mimi, and Mimi, Mimi, our, our creative, creative director. director. <laughs> uh, we always do that. I yeah. know. Um, but it was amazing. And we can't wait to share them with you because we looked really glammy. We had hair and makeup done, two outfit changes. So we can't wait to show everyone. Yes. But more than anything, we're very excited to be talking to you guys today about a very important subject that we feel has come up a lot with um, most, you know, most of the women we know, most of the women some of the women that we've interviewed have the same common, you know, theme that's theme happening and, yeah. and struggle, which is with self-esteem. And, and they we, see it also themselves in their in, in their their inner circles and their outer circles. Yes. And it's important to really just tap into that because I feel they has really blocked us and will block us in any future opportunities or in just thriving overall. So to today we have Dr. Julie Zalek who is a licensed clinical psychologist in Florida, specializing in working with teens and adults. With compassion and focus, Julie is committed to helping you heal from the past and to rediscover your inner strength. She specializes in treating anxiety, depression, social anxiety, body image concerns, coping with transitions and relationship and issues. She offers in-person and virtual sessions to clients across the globe and leads weekly women's support groups focused on building self-esteem. Welcome, Dr. Selig. Welcome. Hi, I'm so happy to be here with you guys. We are so grateful to have you. We have come across a common theme amongst these women, just like we mentioned. And we know that that's a common, like it's really, really common to have a really skewed way of just viewing yourself. Um, Just the common thread, too, we feel that most suffer from imposter syndrome, which we just came to you know, yeah. have knowledge of that. Mm-hmm. That's the term that is used. Um, and just for our listeners, um, imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which people doubt their accomplishments and have a persistent, often internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Dr. Zelik, could you please elaborate on this a little bit more for our listeners? Sure. So, I mean, when you think about success, it's kind of strange, but it comes along with success, this feeling of this underlying feeling of self-doubt and some fears about, well, what if I really make it? Or what if I really do accomplish all these amazing things that you, you want for yourself, but also maybe underneath what you've been doing, there's a piece of you that's still a little bit nervous and not really believing that you're, you've earned this right to be where you are. And that could be um, in your career, it could be in your relationship, just that underneath feeling that you're not good enough. And although the outside, you know, you have the job, you have the relationship and you have these things, it may, there may be this, this fear or this underlying, um, this doubt that kind of takes away from the feeling of success. And why do you think women do this to themselves? Is this something subconscious or, you know, you know, something that they're thinking about consciously or subconsciously? 
You know, I, I don't think that that women realize that they're that they have this. I think it, it often comes hand in hand with perfectionism and and maybe um, this fear of failure. So wanting these you know, having really high expectations for yourself. And, and even when you meet those expectations, you still don't really feel like it's good enough for you or, or you're wanting more. So again, I don't think it's necessarily something women know that they're struggling with, but they sometimes might feel like, wait a minute, I just, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of a fake or a phony, or I didn't really deserve that promotion, or I don't really do, do these people really know um, who I am and and if they knew who I was, would they still give me this recognition? Um, so I think deep down it's a it's a low self-confidence that's at the root of it. So Dr. Selig, um, do you think that that our attitude has hindered like how we present ourselves and and grabbing leading roles in the workplace? Uh, and l- let me see if I'm understanding um, if our attitude about right. ourselves, if that impacts how, you know, the jobs we might. Yeah. And how we, we grow and pursue. how exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think maybe we can sell ourselves short and maybe we don't go for that really incredible position or, you know, really take that lead, that leadership role because underneath we have these feelings that um, we're not good enough or that we don't deserve it. And so I think it can play out where, where you might not strive as much as you could for those positions. And, and there are, um, you know, real societal expectations and differences between men and women that can get in the way of women feeling like they can do whatever they want to do. Right. And do you think that, you know, the way that you feel in the inside kind of projects to other people how you are perceived on the outside too. So that kind of also hinders you from moving up in the ladder. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So if, if I'm feeling really kind of um, crappy about myself deep down, even if I have a leadership role or I'm, or I'm, um, you know, I have a great job, but I, I'm feeling underneath this uh, low self-esteem that projects in my communication. Maybe I'm not being assertive and asking for certain things. Um, maybe I'm letting people kind of take advantage of me and saying yes all the time to doing things that I don't really want to do. Um, so it, it can play out where people start to, you know, we project that image and then, you know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy where then people don't treat us the way that, you know, we deserve to be treated. That's true. Wow. That is so true. Yeah. That's very impactful. It is impactful. I don't think people realize that they're doing that most of the time. You know, they just feel like if I just power through this or, you know, try to act like I'm happy but underneath you're not happy. It just transmits itself because perception is reality. Yeah. And I think also the culture that we're in, also social media has played a part in also changing the views of how we see ourselves because of comparison. I feel that a lot of women, we do also compare our lives or our success or our achievements to others. Um, And I mean, Dr. Zalek, do you think now it's even more prevalent how self-image is so skewed um, maybe from other years before before now that social media has been, you know, in such in the forefront. 
Yeah, unfortunately, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse, social media. And I do, I love social media for being able to connect with other women, connect with other people, professionals in the field. And you, there's a lot of really positive stuff out there. But at any moment, um, if you're feeling vulnerable and you're sitting at home and maybe it's like right before you're going to sleep and you pop on and you see someone who looks like they have it all together and they have a perfect dream life and you look at that picture and everything looks so perfect, it's so easy to make an assumption and to feel like, oh, I wish I had that or I'm not good enough or look at me, I'm kind of sloppy right now at home in bed and look at what this girl, everyone's out doing these fun, amazing things. And so I think it's so easy now to compare ourselves to actually not reality. It's just like, you know, that picture is just that one moment in time for someone and it might not represent their life at all. So I think we really have to remind ourselves that this is not... Um, you know, it's not healthy to be c comparing yourself to anyone. And it really does lead you to feeling really worse about yourself. Mm -hmm. um, unless you're comparing yourself to someone who's in a much more difficult situation. And even then, sometimes, you know, you're not getting those feelings about yourself from a genuine place. So I, I do think the comparison trap is really, we really want to break that cycle. And what are ways for people to kind of get away from that cycle that you would recommend? Sure. So, so, I mean, just one concrete practical way is just to not be on your phone so much and really doing whatever it takes, even if it's just like hiding your phone or putting it on airplane mode or leaving the house without it. Um, sometimes you need to do that because mm -hmm it's a, you know, it's almost an addiction at some point, constantly checking the phone and being aware of what everybody's doing all the time. So that's one thing. The other thing is, and that's not always realistic because a lot of us work through social media and, and need it in, in many ways. Um, it's important to just unfollow any account that you're noticing you're getting triggered by and um, taking breaks and, and, trying to follow people who are more inspirational or who you notice uplift your mood. Um, and the other thing is just being really aware of what you're doing. So noticing the types of situations that trigger that tendency to compare yourself. And, you know, I've worked with many women who just walking down the street, they compare themselves to people just by looking at other women walking down the street and comparing their bodies. And so noticing those situations and, and noticing that in that, in that moment, you can change the pattern by how you talk to yourself and really trying to be a friend to yourself, be compassionate and start to say more positive statements like affirmations. I don't know if you guys have heard of affirmations before, yes, but we have. really trying to like reprogram your brain. Right. And if I may, I'd like to actually give um, all of our listeners a tip. It's something that I've been doing for the past three years and I find it very effective for me. Maybe it can help someone else out. Um, I actually have no notifications on my phone for absolutely any social media because I don't want to get stuck getting a reminder that somebody liked a picture or they commented and then that 
that creates a cycle of me constantly checking my phone. And when I'm at work or when I'm with my family, I like to give them my attention. So I just don't have any notifications. So the only time I actually go onto social media is for a purpose. It's because I I have free time and I can go on and I don't fixate on having to check it constantly and then comparing myself to other people. That's a good tip. Yeah. Great tip, Alex. Thank you. Yeah, that's a great one. And whatever works, you know, you, you experiment with different things and see what works for you. But that that sounds like a really great way to limit it. Thank you. Of course. And what do you think, just from working with women, is the common, you know, issue among us that you see needs to be addressed? Well, I think that the self-esteem issue is is really common and this feeling of um, kind of looking outside of yourself for your self-worth and, and looking outside of yourself for that validation. Maybe it's through getting attention from other people or, you know, getting that reassurance outside of yourself. And that's kind of, you know, when we, whenever we look outside of ourselves for how we feel about ourselves, it's going to constantly change, right? Because depending on the situation we're in, those people, you know, aren't going to be around or, or the situation changes. So we need to bring our positive feelings about ourselves with us wherever we go. And we need to be able to, to be the one to, to provide that positive self-talk in any situation. So, um, what I love working with women on is really building up that self-esteem in a genuine way. And most of the time it comes from looking back and looking at what were those early experiences that really triggered you to feeling this, this low, this um, negatively about yourself. And for most people, it starts like super early in your earliest years, um, you know, things that happen at school or in your family or in an early relationship. And even though you're an adult now and those people aren't around or, you know, you feel like you've moved on, a lot of times we look at ourselves the same way that we looked at ourselves when we were really little. And so as much as I really don't love staying in the past and I really try not to, I, I try to work with people on just kind of understanding what led them to where they are today. But um, it's very important to just make that connection between what happened when you were really little or in your earlier years and how it's playing out right now for you. Um so self-esteem, that, that's one of the biggest themes. Right. So how can parents be instrumental in instilling a very healthy self-image into their children? I love this question because it really is proactive and about how can we just kind of change the pattern because there are all these people out there walking around as adults with really low self-esteem and, and really feeling really crappy about themselves. Um, so starting young and having parents really be intentional about building up their kids and building, you know, focusing on strengths and trying to, um, you know, there's a saying that there can be such a thing as too much praise. So you want to be able to praise your child and really be uh, recognizing strengths, but also rewarding things like hard work and practice and um, trying to give kids 
certain experiences early on that help them to feel really accepted for who they are, like just for exactly who they are and understood for who they are. Um, and also just helping them to feel capable by giving them some responsibility, you know, little responsibilities, like little experiences to help them feel like they can do things for themselves. Do you think it's healthy, like certain parents kind of go a little overboard with their children, like saying that they're perfect, they're wonderful, they're special, thinking that that's the way to kind of get them to have really good self-esteem. But in the turn, it turns out that they become children that are lacking empathy or children that can also grow up to be people that are different than others, you know, in the sense that they always feel like they have to be the best in everything they do. They're not very compassionate people. Does that have something to do with that, with parents being extremely overdoing it by giving positive reinforcement for everything that the child does? Right. Like, I I think that's a great point because you want to be realistic that not everything your kid is going to do is going to be amazing or special or perfect. And that's not setting them up for a realistic idea of what the real world is like. Um, I do think always, I think, um, being more, you know, having more strengths focus and, and giving praises is being more on that end is probably more beneficial. But I would say like you record, like you highlighted, I don't think, that doesn't serve a child well because um, it's a lot of self-centered focus where they're not really, maybe they feel better than others or they, they feel a little bit different. And, um, and, and I don't think that that helps them to feel like, you know, we're all equals and everyone has differences and, and actually we all have flaws and we, there's no such thing as a perfect anything. So really being able to embrace your imperfections is something if kids can learn that early, I think that's really wonderful. Yeah, I think also part of it is teaching them empathy towards other children, whether they're different, you know, by their race or, you know, color their skin or or any any special needs child too. like just to be empathetic to just humans. You know, I think. um, Yes, that's important as well. Yes, I agree with that. Perfect. Well, now that we you know, we've seen that it does root from childhood. Um, but now, you know, into adulthood that we have these issues that we're dealing with, how would you say, or what would you say are great tips that we can start changing that mentality and start changing the way we view ourselves so that we can become more confident adults? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So the, the, the best thing is being able to realize that you can change how you view yourself at any moment. Your self-esteem is something that is about how you view yourself. So whenever you decide that you're tired of feeling the way you feel, you can change it. And it doesn't mean it's going to change overnight. And just like any change, you have to really work at it and you have to really want to change. Um, But it all starts with becoming aware of your inner critic, that inner voice that is pretty negative or critical about yourself. um, And really learning to pay less attention to it. And before you can pay less attention to it, you do need to notice when it's happening and, and kind of rather than just kind of 
just um, denying it, being a compassionate, I like to say a compassionate witness to that voice and understanding the way it developed. And it could be, you know, the way you were raised, it could have been certain experiences that were really painful, but just being able to acknowledge that those experiences happened and that they shaped who you are today. And I'm sure you're stronger because of some of those experiences, but just being able to stop paying attention or believing that critical voice. Um, so that's that's one of the first steps. And then another piece is really believing that you do deserve to be treated well and that you really do, do deserve wonderful things in your life. And learning, it, it could mean learning more about who you are. A lot of women I work with don't really know how to identify this, some of their strengths. And, you know, I, I find that that to be pretty, pretty hard to hear that someone can't admit or recognize some things that they like about themselves. And so if that's where someone's starting from, they really do need to work at recognizing things that they like about themselves and learning about themselves, becoming more self-aware. Um, and then another big piece is learning to say no to people when you need to. And that comes with assertiveness, really um, starting to prioritize your needs. And um, it's okay to say no. It doesn't mean that you're rude or you're a bitch. It means that, you know, sometimes you need to take care of yourself. And we show up for people better when we're taking better care of ourselves. So um, those are just a few tips. If, if there are any questions about any of those, I'm happy to answer or, or give you a few more. Oh, that's great. I think that's a great start. And also, how can us women be more supportive of each other and foster just the growth of our self-esteem and self-image? I know that in the collective, there's power. So do you have any input on how us women can just be better to each other in that sense? Sure. Yeah. So that's part of, so I, I lead women's groups for building self-esteem. And I think the number one thing we can do is be real with each other and to kind of let down this mask that we wear a lot of times that everything's okay, or that we have it all together because most of the time everyone is struggling with something and they're being silent about it, or they're afraid to really open up and show what's really going on. And so when I put women together in a room and they're all talking about different ways that they're struggling, especially around this theme of having a low self-esteem, I think you feel heard and you feel normal and you feel understood and you're not judged. And the more women can connect in such a real way where they drop this kind of act or the mask or, you know, whatever guard they have up. Um, I think there's so much that we can do together to support each other and to just, it, it just feels really great when you realize, wow, I'm not the only one who's dealing with this. And there's so many women who, who are experiencing the same thing. Um, so that is, that's something I think we can do for each other. That's awesome. And so that's most of the work that you do at, in this women's support group, because just in case any listeners want, you know, f further, you know, counseling or any extra support, um, just wanted you to share more about that group so that anyone listening, if they wanted more information, they can reach you. Sure. So I lead women's um, women's circles on building self-esteem. And my one group I'm running right now is full. So I'm going to be starting another one. And it's in Sarasota, Florida. 
And um, I, I just lead these groups for women and it's an open place to be able to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And it's a non-judgmental space that's just you can get that support and connection and learn from each other. And it's open to women of all ages and there's a, a big age range. And um, it's just really, really great to hear what people are going through and to have people just listen and be there and give feedback. Um, and if you're not in the area and you don't live near me, um, I do offer virtual sessions and I do specialize in building self-esteem. And I also have, if you go visit my Instagram at Dr. Julie Zellig, there's, um, you can sign up on my website to receive a free self-esteem guide and you can, you can get my newsletter. If you sign up on my website, www.drjuliezellig.com. So, um, so either one. And, and again, this is something that it is so common and I just want to just normalize that, that this is something so many women struggle with. Right. And we thank you so much for bringing light to it and for doing the work that you do, because we know that this will be changing lives and will be changing perspective for a lot of us. So we really appreciate your time and, and the work that you put in uh, in your career for this. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to, to be able to talk to you guys. And I love what you guys are doing. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much for supporting. And just before we leave, I know that you mentioned um, how important affirmations are for you. Um, would there be like one affirmation you can leave for our, our listeners and for us to just take as a takeaway? Sure. Well, one thing I love saying is things will come together. And I mean, that's like a, a general affirmation, but anytime we're not sure what's going to happen or struggling with uncertainty or not knowing, you know, what's coming next, just that idea of things will come together. Even if you don't have the details right now, even if you're doing this hard work and you don't see the evidence that it's working yet, really just believing in more than what you can see at this moment. Um, and another one just for having to deal with self-esteem, even if you don't believe at this moment that you're, that you're making progress or that you're feeling better about yourself, you can say, I'm learning to love and accept myself. You know, that might be more believable to you that you're in the process of learning to love and accept yourself. And the more you practice it and the more you say it to yourself over time, it's really going to feel real and true to you. So just to, to continue saying that. I love it. I love That's that. amazing. Yes. Thank you so much. You. I feel like that will help our listeners out there a ton and they will probably be seeking for you for more, okay. more advice and yes. more uh, guidance. Cause I think that that a lot of people need that. And sometimes they don't know where to find it. So thank you so much for that. And, and with that, we're going to close on our podcast, but it was great to have you Dr. Zelik, and we welcome you back anytime for more thoughtful information. And I'm going to go Thank ahead and you. say to all our listeners out there to keep um, on the lookout for more episodes from us and be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Girls Gone Boss. And don't forget to review and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Till next, next time. time. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye. you, Dr. Selleck. You. Bye. Thank you, Dr. Selleck. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex, Denise, and Gabby. Oh, yeah. I love you guys.